Attention audience, guess what? It's that time of the week again. You got you guessed it. It's that's right, Friday films, and we're back with a new movie. Um The Old Guard on Netflix. Yes, yes. a Netflix original as we as we mentioned uh <coughs> uh last week. Yes. They've been doing some good ones, man. They've been, they they've have. been putting out some some pretty everyone has. I mean, like Palm Springs last week with with Hulu and and all the stuff that's been coming out on Netflix, it's like uh, it's like the pandemic just kind of r- like all this great content just released at once to the public, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of cool. Um, it's almost like it was planned. It's weird, right? Right. But then again, <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, most movies are made well in advance. Oh, yeah, I, and a yeah, lot of times they, I'm sure they play the waiting game. It's like, oh, well, let's wait and see what else is coming out so that we can put this out and get the best reviews and so on and so on. Um, but I like this movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, um, yeah, I had my I had my ups and ups and downs on this one. Yeah. Um, but before we get into it, let me give let's let's do the do the breakdown. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Old Guard, released July 10th, 2020, so another very, very recent one. Uh, runtime of two hours and five minutes. Starring Charlize Theron, who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiki Lane, Matthias Schoenartz, who I, I'm probably I'm probably butchering uh, butchering that Dutch actor's name. but um, And, and, and several others. Uh, Marwan Kinzari, uh, Luca Marinelli, and my one of my personal favorites, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, so great cast in here. A lot of those guys are are uh, foreign actors, so I don't know them from very many things. No, like some I, of them look familiar. I do know Marwan Kinzari. He played Jafar in the uh, live action Aladdin. Yes, which is on my uh, to watch list. I have it. It's just I'm so far behind them catching up on movies i've yet to watch that one yeah. um but and, um, and of course she would tell from 12 years a slave and countless other films and um, um uh dr strange yep 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 absolutely dr strange um charlize theron from from everything i mean i think the first thing i remember seeing her in was eon flux in 2005 but i know she did things before that um, Mad Max, <laughs> Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I mean, she's been in at least two movies a year for the last ten years, almost. I, I think no matter what, there it was a still a good cast. Um, like even if we 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 know some of these actors more than others, uh, I still f- think the chemistry between all of them on screen was really really good. The chemistry was great. Um, I was rather impressed with. Um, with uh, Kiki Lane, it played the the, mm-hmm. the new member of the guard, uh, uh, Nile. Um, she kind of in, she kind of she kind of impressed me. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so basis basis of this movie is is a covert team of immortal mercenaries are exposed and have to fight to keep their identity a secret, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they discover a new member of this this order, essentially. Um, at the same time, neat concept based on a graphic novel, uh, actually uh, written by uh, Greg Rucka. Ah, that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, based or yeah, a series. It's like a four-issue miniseries. Um, 
Well, I so know. So based on a graphic novel, which it, it does kind of have that feeling, or at least like story-wise, it kind of has. It, that it definitely does. And I know going into this movie, I had very little um, background on it because this was one that you had brought to my uh, attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just 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 recently. Um, so I like I remember watching the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of cool, and I like added to the Netflix queue. And when you said, then you know, let's do a review, and I'm like, all right, why not? I was like, it looks good. I'm interested in watching some new movies. Um, so I didn't really have much of a background, but I, I liked this movie. Um, it, it seemed to have a good rhythm to it because I remember when we were talking about this uh, because of scheduling, I was going to watch some of it and you know take a break and come back to it, and I ended up mm-hmm. getting hooked and watching pretty much straight through, uh, just because it seemed like the tempo was pretty fluent um the pacing the pacing was very good yeah it was it was paced well i was gonna say because it didn't to, at least to me it didn't seem like a stop and look at the clock type movie and i know that's how you usually rate tempos in these yeah, movies no I, <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't check my watch during this movie but i will say just to kind of bef- before we you know d- dig 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 into spoilers and whatnot it um it didn't do anything. It's it was a really it was a very fun action romp with origins and comics. Um, there were there were certain uh, moments and certain dynamics and relationships between the characters that I really enjoyed, but the whole the entire story was very very predictable. Yeah, yeah. Like it was very predictable. I mean, straight uh, up from, from the, the wor- from the beginning. Yeah, from the word go, you know, um, you know, well, that's obviously the bad guy. You know, obviously mm-hmm. this is this is going to happen. You know, it, it was very, very predictable. Um, Which so it didn't really add anything new to the genre, uh, but it didn't take anything away. But the thing that made it for me was Charlize Theron's a badass. The action scenes were very, very well done. Yes. Um, and based on my amateur eye, it looked like. Most of the action scenes were performed by the actors because there was a lot of uh, close-up work. Yes, uh, in the fight scene, so it looks like the actors actually performed most of the fight sequences, which is which mm-hmm. was which was really neat to see. But the chemistry was phenomenal. That's yeah. what that's what sold me on it alone and, was the chemistry between the characters was great. And, and as far as the um, the movie being predictable, because I definitely agree with you there. That's actually one of the things I liked about this type of movie because you you know going into it obviously like you said it's the premise is it's a small group of immortals that have been around forever so this is an ongoing mm. thing for them it's not new you know they get exposed they cover it up they move on they get exposed they cover it up it's it's the ongoing thing they've been doing it for hundreds and thousands of years so I I like that this movie can kind of just jump in do its thing and jump out yeah it's nothing new it's the same old same old but for that type of movie. I like it because it's a good action movie. I mean, you're going in because for this type of movie for me was an action movie. I mean, I didn't get into it for the story, although it had like a little miniature story, but it kind of mm-hmm. just felt like a long TV series for me almost. You know, like you could have taken the show and broken up into multiple TV series or just done like a, a two part or something like that. Um, it was one of those quick type movies where they can throw sequels into it. They can make it a franchise if they wanted to, or they could just leave it and be done with it. And on, on, on that note, since we brought it up, uh, it has been uh, greenlit for a sequel. Oh, yes, because the way that ended, so, I'm not going to yeah, jump into spoilers, but the way it ended, I'm like, and I started looking up, I'm like, are they casted for a second movie? Like, yeah. I didn't dig too well, much, but. 
so before we before because I do I do want to dig into spoilers. So before we dig into spoilers, though, um, final final thoughts of would you would you would you recommend this movie? I would recommend, would recommend it watching? as a, a one through definitely. Um, yeah. You know, it, I think it's one of those. It's enjoyable to watch the first time through. And if you were going to watch it again, it would literally be just, you know, throw an action movie on just for the heck of it or a background type movie. Um, like, mm-hmm. I don't see it being rewatchable multiple, multiple times except for the action and the character chemistry. That, those were the two big things that made me really enjoy this movie. Um, so I would watch it again, yes, but I wouldn't like necessarily go out of my way to watch it again. It would be one of those, no, throw it on just to watch a couple a- action scenes or something. It is a very good the, the 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 whole time I watched it all I could think about was I wish it was raining outside because this is the perfect rainy Sunday afternoon Netflix binge. Like yes. You mm-hmm. know, you you got nothing else going on. It's not too serious. It really doesn't even get that deep, you know, as far as um what's going on. They they try to at certain parts and it just kind of comes off a little flat. But it is a it is a very fun, uh, it is a very fun two hour romp. Yeah. If you got nothing else going on a Saturday afternoon, I, and it moves quick, it didn't feel it, like it two hours. Does. It, yeah. f- it felt like an hour and a half movie. Yeah, like I was watching it late um, last night, and I, my plan was not to be up as late as I wanted to. But I was like, you know what, I'll start watching it. And I was like, I'm sure I'll just find like a, a good stopping point and then finish pick it back up in the morning. And next thing I know, it's like rolling through the credits. I'm like, whoa, okay, um, <laughs> and we're done. But uh, as far as the the story goes, I kind of liked the fact they didn't go into too much for this type of movie. Had they focused more on story and not the um, the battling and all that, I think, like you said, they would have to come up with something less predictable. But because they went with a predictable, just action movie, I like the fact they didn't go into a lot of depth with the story because it kind of mm-hmm. left you guessing, kind of l- allowing you as the viewer to fill in the blanks. And they, I mean, essentially, they definitely left it open for a sequel, which is, I'm kind of glad that they got greenlit for another one because I would be interested to go back and watch a sequel as long as it's com- comparable to this one. If it's If it's not like the first one or better, it's going to take away from the value of it. But I think I'm, if they I'm, go in the same way as they did with this one, at least, and just did like a, like a part two, I'd be okay with that too. I'm with you. And that, and that may make this better, but w- once we dig into the, uh, the spoilers, I think this movie in particular would have been better if it ended in a way that it didn't set up for, for a sequel. Um, yeah, and and yeah. I'll get into that in a minute. You know what? Let's go ahead and dig. Let's 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 go ahead and dig into it. So, let's, let's everyone dive, listening, dive if you spoilers. haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie and come back. That's right. That's right. Cut cut it now. Pause the podcast. Go pop on Netflix. Pop yourself a pop, you know bucket of corn, and uh, just watch it for two hours and then come back. We'll be here. We'll wait. Are we done waiting? I think we're done waiting. Okay. I think back now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the. Um, the very end of the very end of the movie, um, we're just I'm just going to jump right in to the, the, the credit end, scene where well just you know before that you find out Charlize Theron's character loses her immortality, which is a thing that she'd experienced before with somebody you know thousands of years ago, um, but it's you know don't know why it happens or when it happens, but it can happen to anyone at any time, and she loses her immortality. The whole time I was like, okay, I was like, I get it. I was like, this is, this is cool. She's going to die. She's sacrificing herself for the next generation, um, which is, um, you know, Niall, Kiki Lane's character, the next generation of this, this, this warrior that's necessity, that's, that's a necessity um, 
for humanity. And that's how I initially saw it. And that comes completely based on the first lines of the film, which is her dead on the ground yeah. saying you know, with the voiceover of I've been here so many times and it's always, you know, it's, it's, it, and it's always the same question. Is this the one? Is this yeah. the end? And it's always the same answer. No, you know, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. along those lines. And she, and, and her last words in that opening sequence are, and I'm so fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is a character who is so past like life has no meaning anymore mm-hmm. you know she's she's lived for so long and she's done so many great things but she's at the point that she doesn't see the point of it anymore um and that's kind of where i saw that going so spoiler alert spoiler alert at the end of the movie she doesn't die she's just mortal now yeah you know i like that twist um but uh, I, I didn't. I thought she should have died. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I, I definitely agree with you there. Like I, they set it up that she should have. Um, but I also think that part of what they were trying to do with her character, as as the as she went through, you started to realize that her character uh, Andy, just like in the last movie with Palm Springs, it, it was kind of like. They don't care. They they see no point of it. They're done. They're out. They're just going to live their mortal lives until whatever. When um, Niles comes in, in in this movie, not the last movie, <laughs> the um, <laughs> what she sees things a little differently, but she kind of starts to see what the group has done all these hundreds and thousands of years to kind of direct humanity in a better way. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I think it takes all of that for her to realize what they're doing to kind of get Andy, uh, the character, back into swinging things and make her realize, like, okay, you know, there still is a purpose to all of this. So, like, I like the fact that she lost her immortality. I mean, and yes, I would have been, I'd have been fine if she, she died. But I at least like the fact that with her not dying, that her character came back full circle and goes, okay, I know why I've been doing this for all these years now. And although, yeah, she's probably done. She now realizes like when you get to the end and she's like, all right, this is how we're doing it from now on. You're going to race our tracks. You're going to bring us the missions that suit us that work for what we've been trying to do all these hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. since you've documented everything. Um, and yeah. we're going to, we're going to make this work the way we always have, if not better. Um, and, and so I do like her full circle character, uh, and as far as her dying, I, like I said, I, I could have gone either way. I mean, I, I just like the fact that the growth is there for her character and Niles' character because you kind of see how she was the military um, family soldier, you know, through a, a history of warriors, I think is it's, it's worded in the movie. And mm-hmm. she was mentally prepared for all this. But, like, when she, you know, dies in the very beginning and realizes she's now immortal, you know, she talks about how that – person that she killed who killed her was her first kill and it just it does that whole mental mess with her yeah. you know uh, so i don't know if i necessarily liked her character growth from that point to the very end because she went from being i took a life and i'm like shaking up about it to going on like a murder spree with the rest yeah, of them true. <laughs> she gets over it real quick yeah so i it's was like kinda, eh. it kind of reminded me of the um of the uh the the tomb raider uh 2000 uh 2011 reboot the, the game mm. or like the whole first two hours of the game, you know, 
you're playing it and Laura Croft is like, you know, learning how to survive and oh my God, and she kills somebody and there's this super emotional scene yeah. of her dealing with you, you know, her her first kill. And then the rest of the game you're slaughtering thousands of people. Yeah. It's like with okay, no that's, that's for not humanity. how it really does it. <laughs> uh, um but no her character her character was was interesting. The one thing that, that I didn't like at all and I think there were so many better ways of doing it was the betrayal of like Booker's betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean A it came out of nowhere. Um his reasoning for it didn't make sense. Yeah. Because the whole concept of that team is they decide on things together, you know, and he made the decision without that it just it just didn't work so the fact that he he turns back so quickly like the moment they're in that meeting um that's the trap to capture andy um and he shoots her and realizes she's not healing anymore at that point he's no longer the bad guy he's back on their side yeah so he, he you find out that he's the bad guy and then he goes back to wanting to be the good guy in the span of the same scene. Yeah. Well, so and it just flipped so quick. It, yeah, I think they, you know? if they were going to play that angle, they probably could have put a little bit more thought into it. Um, I like the concept of the, the idea, which was, you know, uh, Booker's character. He was after what was it, I think eighteen something is when he first eighteen twelve yeah when yeah. he first came to the group yeah, was, so for like hundreds and hundreds of years you know they would do these battles together but at the same time they were off doing their own thing because it doesn't really go into detail but essentially Andy's character takes a break from all of it and just yeah for a disappears. little over a year they said yeah she um, she'd been gone for a little over a year and she she's the one that usually decides you know because she's like the the boss she was the first one so she was like the leader of the group. Um, and she kind of decides what they do and what they don't do. But like Booker says, you know, Annie always did her own thing. Um, it was a Joe and Nikki, I think, were the other two characters who I really, really enjoyed their chemistry those, together. Those are the MVPs. Yes. Their chemistry is phenomenal. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, I, the I love characters the characters. Co- all of it. Great. It's so good. Um, it's so good. A, a, a gay couple that met during the crusades fighting for opposite sides yeah and i love how they 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 reference you know how they 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 kill each other over and over again before they finally realize that they were soulmates yeah you know i I definitely like that angle i I like the the chemistry just in general like the way they joked um in the different scenes you know even when they're being like tortured and stuff like the oh yeah the chemistry between the two of those actors was really good and their characters uh, i think shined because of that uh, throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie, yes, um, yes, they were easily my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And one thing, since we're since we're talking on the characters real quick, I'll deviate just for just for a moment. One thing I thought was really really neat with all of the characters involved was you could immediately tell based on their fighting the the the, the characters' fighting styles as to when they became part of the oh the yeah team, you know. You notice um, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki and Joe use uh, like broadswords from the Crusades, mm-hmm. you know, as, as along with guns and other stuff. But that's their thing. Andy uses an ancient battle axe because she's she's been doing this since, you know, 
Almost Since the beginning of time, time, I guess. Yeah, they never really yeah. get in detail, which is fine. Booker never uses a melee weapon because he was around during the time of gunpowder and, you know, 1812, mm-hmm. you know, French Revolution type stuff. So him and, and Niles, Nile, are very military, military gun-based fighting styles. Yeah. You know, where the other ones have a have a blend of fighting styles because they learned how to fight with melee weapons first. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really neat. You could see how they did. And even the um on to back to back to the Joe and Nikki uh dynamic, the action scenes with them seeing how they fought together, they they fought as a unit. Yes. You know, it was very much a, you know, basically like a back to back fighting style. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really, really neat. Whereas, like, Charlize Theron's character, Andy, was much more of a lone wolf mm-hmm. fighting style. Yeah. You know? and, um, but anyway, back to the Booker stuff. Sorry. I uh, well, no, no, yeah. I mean, because I, I wanted to hit on the, the all of that as well, but um, I'll finish up what I was saying about Booker for jumping into that. So the thing with Booker was that as they went through all this time, Andy was always a lone wolf, like you said, so she always did her own thing. You know, Joe and Nikki had each other, which Booker mentions, but Booker was kind of by himself during all of this. And his whole process was, you know what, I'm done. I want an out. You know, it's been hundreds and thousands of years by yourself. Uh, You know, if they can find a way to essentially unlock the genetic code and make others immortal, they can essentially make the immortals mortal again, allowing him to escape all these hundreds and thousands of years. But I don't think his plan was to take the team down with him. I think his plan was just kind of like, hey, let's, oh, we got caught. They got our DNA. Maybe they come up with a solution. It's really not that bad of a thing. Everything's okay. And it really wasn't because once he sees Andy, who lost her immortality, he starts freaking out because he just expects her to go back to being normal. They come up with a cure. He takes it and gets out, and the rest of them keep on going without him. I think that was his Mm -hmm. mental process behind this. And when he realized that that's not the case – that it wasn't going to go that route because these guys, the bad guys, are torturing them. They're not just, I'll oh, take some blood samples and let them go. I mean, they're torturing them. They're constantly testing them. They're locking them up in a vault. Uh, Andy's now not immortal anymore. And I, it was one of those things where it's like, you know what? I screwed up. Um, and I like the way they handled it because you have immortals. They can't die, so it's not like you can kill them. So what do you do with them? You pretty much just cast them out for a hundred-some yeah. years because – Unless they die, for if their time comes, yeah, they'll still be there. So and there was a, and there was a neat moment when that decision was made to cast him out at the end. Yeah. Um, and Andy is the one telling him this, knowing that she's mortal. They do have a a, a pretty a well acted tender moment because mm-hmm. Booker realizes with him being outcast for a hundred years, this very well could be the last time he sees Andy because yeah. if she's mortal now. She's not going to live a hundred years. No, no, you know. And I love how the the way it was written because Charlize Theron specifically says not, <laughs> excuse me, not will meet you here in a hundred years. They'll meet you here in a hundred years. Yes, yeah. She does. She does not include her in that in that no. statement, um, which was pretty neat. And that was a, that would led to a very tender moment. Um, but I do want to go on the opposite side of things for a moment, because we've been talking about the, the, the heroes of this story so much. I want to talk uh, the villains. I want to talk yes. Merrick. 
What'd you think of uh, Merrick, Harry Harry Melling? Who? Um, I mean, obviously, you know he's the bad guy from from the beginning of the movie. As soon as you see him, um, yeah, he's obviously the millennial tech genius. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. But, um, what I liked about his character is it, I think it fit this movie because although it's the mental state is like, hey, you know, we need you know we could be saving tons and tons of lives. At the same time, he was looking at it as in, we can make lots and lots and lots of money. Yes, we can save lives, but we're going to lose tons of lives, and that's no big deal. Instead yeah, of, like... Dollars and cents. Yeah, yeah. He was looking at the overall... Because you, you start seeing where it's like, oh, man, we could use this to save millions of people. And then as it kept going, it's like, oh, well, I don't want my competitors to find this out. I'm going to lock them up in a vault. I'm like, well, if you can be saving lives, what does it matter? I mean, yeah, you're not going to make money because your competitors have the same opportunity, but that's more lives saved. It's like... Where are you coming into this? So you start to realize that it's not about saving lives. It's about being the best and making the most money um, mm-hmm. with a cool life-saving product. Um, it was the classic big business bad guy. Exactly. I mean, yeah, like, it definitely like was. That, that goes back to there was really nothing in this movie that was surprising no, or, no. Or, or revolutionary in any way. No. And the bad guy and the evil corporation is no surprise, n- nothing new. But I did like how Harry Melling played that character yes and you good sir should recognize harry melling i know i, I know he uh, he is familiar i just can't remember where i saw him from because i did not do backgrounds on any of the actors but i definitely recognized him he is dudley dursley from the harry potter movies really that yes. wow okay that explains it <laughs> one of those was yeah, on tv yeah. the other day too chunky little dudley dursley that was him um he also did uh <laughs> another fun netflix original movie the uh the ballad of buster scruggs and i have a ethan cohen movie it's good it's worth watching but he has a role in that as well um I mean, and he's also good I, I definitely liked um the character for the bad guy and, and like like we said this movie is very predictable from the beginning to end which is fine because for this type of movie yeah. i think it works um but i liked even with his character development you kind of see the curtains being revealed as the it goes through the movie like like i said you see him as like oh he's the the one that wants to bring life to all these sick people and this and that um but then towards the end it's more about just making the money you can see like the the mad mm-hmm. scientist behind the curtains a little bit more yeah um so i mean i liked i liked the reveal of his character as it went through the movie um i definitely liked the end scene <laughs> more than anything i thought that was pretty good um which more is a tribute to andy and niles than is him but yeah I, I mean his character wasn't too bad i liked the um whose name i can't remember the the cia agent who pretty much copeland copeland yeah. that's it she would tell you before yeah yeah i liked i like his character and i liked the development of his character i think better um mm-hmm. being the middleman because you can see he was you can look at two different things. He was the good guy doing something bad or the bad guy trying to do something good, depending on which part of the movie was his sole purpose was tried to make things better and not make things worse. Once he started seeing the mad scientist behind the curtains, he started going, Whoa, this is not what the plan was. You know, we want to try and save people, not, you know, hurt these people. Yeah. He was, uh, his, his character was good. And it just, honestly, I think it just came down to the acting because if there was a weaker actor in that role, it would have just come off as a nothing character. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely but I, agree. I, 
I think his acting made up for a character that wasn't super fleshed out. He fleshed it out just with his acting ability. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really does come off as the good guy who, who, who gets mixed up in something bad. Yeah. Rather than a bad guy who learns the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he, he's, he really is a good guy the whole time. Uh, he just doesn't realize he's working for the wrong side. Yeah. Until towards the end, and I think that's kind of yeah. like Booker's um, thought process too. Like being being that yeah, he betrays it the same way with Booker, it, it didn't. I think it could have been done better. Um, but the way I look at it uh, with both of their characters is, especially with Booker, is you have to think hundreds of thousands, thousands of years. They became they're not just a squad; they're a family. You know, they've gone through so much together, and just like normal families, you have the the siblings that do something stupid that you don't always agree with, but at the end of the day, they're still family. And I think that's how they kind of looked at Booker. You know, Booker's intentions might have been slightly different, kind of like um, Copley's, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he realized, you know, oh, he went a little too far. And, you know, like like he said multiple times, you know, he expected things to be a lot worse, but he was hoping for something better because they are all family. And, I mean, at the same time, they could be ticked off with them, but they've been through so much together. Uh, but I think the the biggest line that I think of watching this whole movie at all the different scenes is the one that Andy tells Niles when they first get on the plane. Um, if you remember when she said something about it being a drug dealer's plane, and she said mm-hmm. sometimes you have to work with people you don't necessarily want to eat with, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And that's what I think of for the whole movie. You know, with, with Copley and Booker and all that. You know, that's what I I went to that phrase the whole time, and I think yeah. that set the tone for the whole movie. You know, everything they've done, they've done it whether they, you know, like it or not because they feel that it's better for humanity to try and take out these certain people or work with these other mm-hmm. certain people to kind of, like, shape the way the world has evolved in a way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but that was that one phrase that I thought of the whole movie that kind of fit the movie more than anything. It, it did. It did. So, let's get into a little bit, and this will lead us into, lead us into the... Uh, the uh, it, the 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 teaser scene at the very end um i really liked the flashback scenes of of andy like when when the rest of the team's talking about her history and how none of them even really know how old she is yeah um and while they're talking about her they're they're cutting these things about that the other the other one of the other immortals that she found which was the first one to to die you know and the only one to that at this point to die so they know it's possible. They just don't know how or why it happens, mm-hmm. um, and how she was alone for for so long until she found the next one, um, <clears throat> which was I don't remember the character's name, but I know it's played by, by um, Veronica Go. Um, but the um, the Vietnamese uh, actress. Oh, Quinn. Quinn, yes. Yeah. Quinn. So, because it was Quinn, and um, then I don't think they went into detail on the third one. There was another one who did die. That was, yeah, he was the one that died. Lycon was his name. I'm looking at it right here. Okay. He was played by Michael Ward. Ward. Um, yeah. Because um, no, if the, I'm not mistaken, uh, Quinn was first. She found Quinn first, and then they found him, but he died. He was the one that ended up dying. And that's yes. where it was like, well, this isn't possible. How is this possible? Yeah. And that's when, like, you know, all life has an end. Um, just. Mm-hmm you know what when and why or something like that or, or whatever it was but uh you yeah. just don't know when mm-hmm. but yeah um but yeah quinn uh seeing those flashback sequences about 
Andy learning the consequences of being exposed by them yeah. being tried as witches and and dying over and over again in all these different ways, you know, hung, lit on fire, mm-hmm. and then finally they're they're separated. And in the one of the most god awful scenes ever of Quinn being locked in that that iron that uh, iron coffin and, and tossed to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And what I found super <clears throat> interesting, and they set this up earlier, with how they find each other, is when they're not together, they dream about each other. Yeah. So, Niall having the nightmare about Quinn shows that Quinn is still alive. Yeah. And just dying over and over and over again at the bottom of the ocean, but they don't know where yeah. to find her. You know, they can't find her. Um, and how she's crazy and she's like, like you're feeling their emotions and she just, I mean, she's been dying over and over again for centuries at this point, you know? Um, and that was like, that scene in particular for me was like, Jesus Christ, that would be an awful. Yeah. Yeah. Awful existence. That's, that's the, that's the kind of shit that they have in like Greek mythology, mm-hmm. you know, where what's his, what's his, I don't remember the, uh, the, the character's name, but his punishment was Zeus. Zeus tied him to a rock on top of a mountain for for vultures to come and pick out pick out his organs and eyes and everything every single day, but when he dies he reheals to start it all again the next day. It's that kind of equivalent. Wow. You know, <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, Ugh. it's that was a harsh, harsh thing to see. Um, but so getting into that, I love that part. But at the very very end, the last scene of the movie. We see Booker, who's all drunk and distraught, like, and it's like six, six months, months after, after yeah. you know, after he was banished, and he goes into his apartment, and there's a woman waiting for him, and the woman is Quinn. Yeah, and so she says she says something about like Booker. I'm finally glad we get the chance to meet or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. it's good. It's good yeah. to finally meet I'm you. Because I'm sure she she's been dreaming about them as well, yeah. or having no. visions or whatever. And, and the thing is, is they won't really go into much detail, but they make it seem like, because none of them really know 100% how the visions work, but it seems like they all get the visions when a new one's born or, or brought into the mix somehow, like when mm-hmm. Niall became the immortal and joined the group, essentially, they the other ones all dreamed of her. Um, but as far as the rest of the dreams go, she said uh, they say that, they don't know exactly how they work, but it seems like they are better together. So when they're together, they don't have the the dreams or anything like that. But they kind of make it seem like it's just like a one-off type deal. Like it doesn't say like Niall has a dream about Quinn because she's new to the mix and all that, and Quinn's obviously not there. Mm-hmm. But none of the other ones talk about having that dream. They just kind of explain no. the brief what they think about the dreams that they know, and that's it. So it, it makes you wonder if. Niles was dreaming just because she was fairly new uh, of Quinn, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like a, a, I don't know, like a, a ripple or something like that. Or if she, her being the new one, maybe that has some type of weird tie-in with Quinn or something. Because none of the other ones talk about Quinn's dreams at all. You mm-hmm. know, they they talk about the story of Quinn from you know uh, from Annie's past and this and that, but they don't really talk about the dreams much. Um, yeah. But I definitely liked that scene because that's what made me like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, like Booker just kind of redeemed yeah. himself slightly. But now he's with Quinn. And Quinn doesn't seem like the redeemable type at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> I've I've never read this this uh, this 
comic series. But this seems to me, based on how predictable this story was, oh, it's going to be the setup. This for seems the bad guys. to me that Quinn is absolutely a bad guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, Quinn is someone they have to overcome now. Um, and what's the and, the best and enemy Booker to have? is now her number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, I, I can see that, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. But that does kind of tie into what I thought would have been if this was a one-off thing. I think the way the way I would have liked to have seen it was it was of course Angie die, dies for Nile to you know be part of the next generation essentially, um, but what ends up being the the catalyst of all of this is that this grand mega evil corporation is the one that recovers Quinn. That would have been interesting, yeah. They recover and, Quinn, and they're uh, using her to research and whatnot. Thus, the torture is still never, you know, never ending. And, um, I mean, I guess and really... And somehow the team gets wind of this and go in to rescue her, but Quinn's beyond rescuing, and yeah. Andy ends up dying in the process, and, and, and yeah. Niall, you know, goes on to be part of the team. I think that would have been a much better one-off event. But knowing that this is a series and that they have sequels planned, setting it up in this different way, I can I can see yeah. it opens up for different avenues. And um, but I'm also I'm also one of the the movie guys, and I'm like, not every movie needs a sequel. Like you can just write a true. really good fucking movie and be done and with just it. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I mean, obviously, you, you can definitely tell Quinn's going to be the bad guy of the next movie, and Booker is undecided. They left his character where he can honestly go with Quinn and be the bad guy. I mean, he set himself up for it, but he can also redeem himself to come back with the group. Um, yeah. And I like the twist that the second movie, and granted, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but the fact that you leave it off with Andy being uh, immortal now and Quinn being crazy that Andy abandoned her essentially all those hundreds of thousands of years ago is now set up to be the bad guy that can seek revenge on Andy because Andy is now mortal. So it's not like a, um, a, and blames a, Andy for, yeah. for her and it's for, for the, not coming, not coming to find her or exactly. whatever the case may be. And so it's not like two immortal mm-hmm. standoff, kill each other, come back to life, kill each other, come back to life. No, it's like, well, this could be the end. So, I mean, that, it's a good setup for the second movie if they go that route. Um, but one thing that I'm going to be more interested in in the second movie, and you hit on this briefly um, when we were we start talking about the different character chemistry, is when you watch the movies and you talked about the actors uh, we believe to be doing all the stunts together, the mm-hmm. chemistry between the team, both in the beginning of the movie and more so at the end, when you see all of them together fighting, is mm-hmm. is is awesome. I mean, it shows um, more so in the beginning than the end. It shows all the hundreds and thousands of years that they spent together, uh, almost kind of like perfecting it. Like if you watch the beginning scene after they die and they come back, they are f- doing this combat, and you can tell it's all choreographed. I mean, like because it's a perfect setup where like it's so good. One <laughs> one of them, you know, fights a bad guy and throws him in front of the the other guy who shoots him. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there was one where it was kind of like, I think Andy shot a guy and the guy started falling over and like Booker was there with a the shotgun and like hit him with the, the, the sack, like he waited for the guy to fall over the shotgun and hit him there. Um, mm-hmm. there was a couple of different, what the swords and all, like you were talking about with Nikki and Joe, where they were back to back fighting. Um, and even towards the very end while when after, 
uh, Niles rescues them and they start to their escape. They're all covering each other. They're all kind of like handing guns to each other back and forth. It's and it's almost like second nature. Like you can tell they've yeah. done it over and yeah. over and over again. So that chemistry between all of them was really really cool and i think that definitely made the fight scenes stand out and draw your attention into the movie more than anything because mm-hmm. um, obviously this isn't like an amazing great great movie it is a good movie with ups and downs <clears throat> but i think yeah. some of that choreography and the the actors working together so well to do those scenes definitely helps make this movie and i'd yes. be interested to see what happens in the the next movie when the group's kind of split up a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we'll still see it, but it might be a little different because <laughs> Nile is now new to the mix. And, you know, obviously she has that military tactic, so she kind of knows how to go along with things. Um, but Booker's now possibly with Quinn. Like, there's a lot of kind of ups and downs. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what happens. But I, I think that was one of my favorites throughout this whole movie was the, the team um, connectivity, I guess. It was, it was, and 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 their their individual styles and how it worked together. Yes. One of my favorite scenes, and uh, just to bring up real quick before we wrap, was the uh, the church scene when uh, Nikki and Joe are taken, and Charlize Theron just destroys an army of people. In this church. Yeah, and Booker's just just like waiting. Absolutely lays waste. Um, And then I love when Booker and and Niall is is walking or are walking through the aftermath and Niall's like Andy did all of this by herself and Booker just without missing a beat goes that woman has forgotten more about killing than many nations will ever learn yeah (laughs) and I'm like you know what you got a point I mean you've been around for thousands and thousands thousands of years years. and this is what she does yes (laughs) you have had time to master every single you know combat style and way of killing imaginable you know, it's, yeah, but uh, that line in particular I thought was really cool. It was, that was a good that, scene. Yeah. That woman has forgotten more about killing. Now, did he say forgotten? What? I yeah. thought he said he, he. I thought she. He said that she figured it out. But I mean, that, either way, yeah, that makes no, more sense. Forgotten. But yeah. it wasn't okay. She, I mean, either way, she has forgotten more about killing than nations that than many nations will ever learn. Yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, um, yeah, I, I thought yeah, he I said figured out. That's about all I have. I don't really have anything else to comment on it i i enjoyed it i mean yeah it's a good you know sunday afternoon you know rainy day movie yeah i mean all in all i think uh the biggest things for those movies i mean like i said it was it was a good movie i mean we would you say like if you had to rate it like maybe a b movie like a good b movie i I don't know if i'd rate it as an a movie i would or a low a movie i mean like it's definitely watchable it's not an a it's 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 definitely it's definitely a b it's it's absolutely a b b movie um I mean, it's it's not a B list movie. It is a no ranking. No, no, no. It would yeah, be yeah ranking ranking wise. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I would I would absolutely watch the sequel. I would call it like a. It's not a good good movie, but it's also it's like a good bad movie where it's not, it's not bad. It's it's good bad. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with giving it that as a good movie. It's not a great movie, but it's definitely a good movie. Like yeah. uh, I, it's the pros obviously are. Good chemistry uh, between the actors, good action sequences, um, overall quick flow in movie. I mean, some of the the cons would be, you know, the story could have been tweaked a little bit. They could have had some better ending scenes, uh, but they definitely set it up for a sequel. And I I would definitely go watch the sequel. After watching this movie, I'm excited to see what the sequel could bring. Um, 
so i yeah i definitely say it's a, it's a rainy sunday type movie definitely worth watching at least once through um so well i guess we'll just have to see what everyone else thinks right um so with that so before Eric, we before we wrap i do have a little bit of trivia but uh not much on these i i kind of like doing these recent release streaming movies mm-hmm. um because the trivia is very limited, but it's pretty interesting. You know, there's I'm not you're you're not going through like pages and pages of trivia. You know, it's it's very very precise. I like it. Um, but no, the old guard, the graphic novel that originated the film, has four issues. Sequel to this movie has already been greenlit and it's already been signed. Already has signed contracts contracts by all of the main characters. Oh, that's good. So all of the main characters are signed on to return. Um. Uh, Charlize Theron states that the character of Andy is over 6,000 years old. Oh, wow. That's a long, long time. That's, that's, that's one of those, like the, the, the actor that played the character was like, yeah, she's over 6,000 years old. Just like last, you know, last week, Andy Samberg was like, yeah, he's been, he's been in the loop for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, I kept trying to compare the two when I was watching this movie. I'm like, man. Talk about doing back-to-back movie reviews. I mean, <laughs> right? two completely different, but the same type of movie review. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. What else do we have? A uh, budget of $70 million, so very expensive movie to make. Um, I guess like, I could kind of see that. I, I would have thought it would maybe mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. But, I mean, with the well, fight scenes. Yeah, that, that alone, that's expensive. Um was viewed by over 70 million households in its first month released on Netflix, making it one of Netflix's most successful releases in history. Uh, the character played by Veronica Go, um, uh, uh, Quinn, in the original source material was, a ja- was Japanese. Um, because the actress is Vietnamese, she requested the character's nationality to be changed and they oblige so in the cinematic universe quinn is a vietnamese character which Uh, i like that you know that way that actress gets to play her nationality rather than having to you Mm -hmm. know falling into the stereotype of all asians or japanese you know yeah so I, i i'm i'm perfectly cool with that uh let's see here this was the most streamed item on Netflix when it first aired. In subsequent weeks, it dropped down to second and then fourth place. Uh, this is the second time Charlize Theron has played an immortal character whose immor- immortality can fade. The first being Hancock with Will Smith in 2008. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I did that's, too. Uh, that's, there's some very similar similar material between these two those two movies because hancock would be another one that i would recommend was good but not great oh yeah 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 it's a it was a saturday afternoon watch but not by no means what is it a must um and that's it that's all i have for uh for trivia time all right well all in all good movie pros and cons like i've said multiple times um I'm I'm enjoying these one-off movies too. I mean, it was fun doing the Bond series, but I'm enjoying yeah. these like streaming movie series. So, with that being <clears throat> said, Eric, did we come up with an idea of our next movie? Yes, we are making up for those of you that have listened to Random Rambling um, in the past. I I had mentioned this la- last year, like a long time. Like this was like November of last year. Um, Knives Out 
was a movie that came right. out in November of 2019 that I really, really wanted to see and just never got the chance to. It just it just never made it to the top of the queue. Um, starring Daniel Craig, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, there was a lot of actors in it, wasn't it? So many other people. Um, but uh, it is currently available to watch through Amazon Prime for free if you have an Amazon Prime subscription. Uh, so that's going to be next week's movie is Knives Out. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because I remember when I first saw the trailer, it looked really, really, really good. Yeah, um, it's like a, it looks like a modern day clue. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm I'm excited for that one. Um, and then I guess we will uh, figure out the following movie next week. Then, so with all of that, uh, Eric, you want us to you want to send us out real quick? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, if you liked what you listened to on this episode of Friday Films, don't forget you can follow us on any social media at Hoodoo Presents, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on those platforms, while we are still working uh, to be far more active on them and communicate with you guys a little bit more effectively and efficiently, reach out to us. Let us know if there's a movie you want us to, to review. You know, like we said, we're really enjoying doing these, these smaller scale, uh, more intimate individual reviews uh and and like we said we're not we're not done doing the big franchises those will come those will be the those will be special events but let us know give us a list of some of your favorite movies that we may or may haven't seen that you want us to talk about so with that said don't forget twitter instagram facebook at hoodoo presents all right so all those keeping track knives out next week uh if you guys have the time watch it and uh, join us for our next review um you know give us some thoughts of what you think and let us know what you think about this movie. Maybe uh, you, some of you out there enjoyed it a little better than we did. Maybe not. But we're always uh, curious to hear. Um, and until next time, again, this is Eric and Jordan. And let the credits roll. <laughs>